part significantly. And Father, it's through the foolishness of preaching, Lord, that you win some and that you touch some. So Father, I trust today that as I open my mouth, you will fill it and that you would use the words to minister to the hearer of the word today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Welcome today to the world's most amazing adventure, the Christian walk. You're about to take a trip with me through the, down the lane of experiencing courage and increasing the gift of courage that God has for, in store for each one of us. I want to take you to Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6 through 9. Be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right, the hand, or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I just want to make a point about Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. Those words were spoken to Joshua by Moses. Moses was on his way out. Joshua was on his way in to lead the the tribe of Israel. Then in Joshua 1, verse uh, 6 through 9, Those words were spoken by God himself to Joshua. And evidently, Joshua was going to have have a great need for strength and boldness and courage because he would come against some things that it would require those those attributes to be able to overcome the things that would keep the the children of Israel from, from entering into the land of promise that God has for them. And it's the same with us today. There are times when the Lord encourages us, be bold. And have courage because there are things that I want you to face that are not necessarily difficult, but I want you to, I want to stretch you. I want to push you forward. And it requires having those attributes to fulfill the call and promise of God on your life. Today, we're going to be speaking about courage. Have I just heard a little courage? What can I do with a little bit of courage? All of you have seen this movie. What have you been doing that for? You're right. I am a coward. I haven't any courage at all. I even scare myself. Look at the circles under my eyes. I haven't slept in weeks. Why don't you try counting sheep? That doesn't do any good. I'm afraid of a bird. Oh, that's too bad. Wouldn't you feel the greatest to be seen in the company of a cowardly lion? 
I won't go. Of course not. Gina, <laughs> it's awfully nice of you. My life has been simply unbearable. It's, it's been in me so long. I just better tell you how I feel. Wow. you evidently you weren't told by God that you could be bold and you could have courage that you didn't have to be afraid of your own tail that you didn't have to be afraid of mice that you didn't have to be afraid of your own shadow come on lion let's go on and so in the wisdom of Oz they go on to explore the whole amazing journey of what it is like to follow that yellow brick road and to land up in the land of Oz, where the lion becomes really strong. And he realizes, I got more courage than I knew what I had. <laughs> Today, this is, that little um, blurb of courage, I would love to say comes from myself, but it doesn't. It comes from a dear friend named Dina Smith, who if she ever listens to this, this is an honor to you, Dina. She would do this on our trip in Africa when we were talking about having courage, just being in a land that is in, has been totally destroyed. And yet the Lord raised courage up in 14 hearts to go overseas and to make a difference in a land that is crying out for help. And so Dina Smith, one night, Dina McClure, excuse me, now McClure, she was talking about courage. And she did that courage. And she smiled and looked just like that lion in Wizard of Oz. And I thought, I'm going to use that one day in a message. And so today, you got to see that. So thanks, Dina, wherever you are. <laughs> um, let's go on. How do we have it? I want to ask you, how many of you in here would say that you have a measure of courage in your life? A measure of courage. Let me suggest to you that you have more courage than you realize. Because when you were a baby, you had to learn how to what? Walk. And before you learned how to walk, you had to learn how to what? Crawl. Now, my daughter, when she was about nine months old, began to walk before she ever crawled. And then suddenly she stopped. And she had to go back to learn how to crawl. I didn't tell her, now you've got to go back and crawl. That's not the right way to do this. Just something inside of her mechanics said, wait, there's a step you missed. <laughs> so she started to crawl. And then she started to walk. Unlike Ellen. Ellen, you want to share when you started to walk? You don't want to do that? <laughs> Let's just say it takes courage to learn how to crawl. It takes courage to learn how to walk. It takes courage to get on a tricycle. It takes courage to learn how to ride a two-wheel bike. It takes courage to go to your first day of kindergarten. It takes courage to go to sixth grade. It takes courage to go to your first school dance. How many of you did all that? Some of you didn't raise your hands. Okay, I want to know who does not know how to ride a tricycle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you all know how to do that. So what I'm doing today, because courage is definitely a part of my life, and I didn't arrive 
here. I had to go through the same process as everybody else did. But what I'm doing today is encouraging you to stretch your level of courage. And in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, it says again, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. And I want to let you know today that the word of God is a living two-edged sword. And if you will allow this word to pierce the heart, the very core of your being, that alone will be enough for you to move out in another area of courage that you may have never stepped out in before. Because either the word of God is true or it's not true. When he says he will never leave you nor forsake you, that's what he means. When he says he will go before you and that he will be behind you, I got your back, baby. He means it. Can I get an amen on that? Yeah, let's do it. Courage, the definition of courage. The ability to face danger, difficulty, uncertainty, or pain without being overcome by fear and withdrawing from the situation. The quality of being fearless or brave. I have to tell you that there's been many times in my life where I've had to face danger difficulty, uncertainty, and pain. And there's been times when I've blown it terribly and felt like a total loser. And then there's been times when I've been like, I'm going to face that baby right on. And what can it do? Kill me? Well, I'm going to heaven anyway. All right, let's go. And I've come through it okay. So I want to encourage you that the position that I'm standing in right now is not where I was 20, 30 years ago. God has gradually grown me and stretched the amount of courage that he's placed in my life. And my heart today is to impart that uh, a level of increased courage into your hearts. Can you receive that today? Very good. Thank you. We're going to be going through the courage. And each one of those C's that you see at the top actually has a word that's related to it. The first C1 is confidence in Christ gives us courage. We've already determined that by Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. When he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I will go before you. I will prepare the way. As you trust in God, he will do that. How many of you can attest to the fact you've seen God go before you in situations? I know. He's good. And though they may have been difficult, you've seen the light of day. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. C2 is let's cut away the past. Many times the things that we've done in the past or, we've, or disappointments or discouragements that we've had or things we've tried to do and it looks like failure to us has kept us from going forward in our future. Not only in your jobs, not only in your relationships, but in your walk with the Lord. You've stepped back and you're like, oh, that kind of hurt. I, I don't think I want to try that again. And so you withdraw rather than going forward and saying, I learned from that. I'm going to go forward. And so to illustrate that point today, we have Andrew Duncan. who's going to come and share a couple of um, illustrations of what happened to him in this area. Yeah. When I, um, when I was a child, I, I was in about the fifth grade, and I had a, I had a friend. His name was Stephen. Stephen's dad, uh, well, his mom kind of left his dad, and his dad had just died of some sort of cancer. And I remember I was good friends with this kid, and I had never shared the message of Jesus with anybody. 
But if there was anybody that needed Jesus at that moment, I was like, Stephen needs Jesus, you know. And I was a fifth grader, and so I remember sitting in his bedroom and uh, listening to Stephen cry over his dad's death. And I just started to, progr- to, to tell him the message of how, you know what, Stephen, it sounds to me like you really need Jesus right now in your life. And in that moment, what I thought was going to be like, this is the greatest idea ever. Just tell him about Jesus and he'll just be better. Uh, He actually rejected me and started cussing me out and yelling at me and telling me God doesn't exist and God's not real. And if God were real, my father would still be alive. And those kind of things as a fifth grader, you know, it's, it's hard to comprehend what's going on. Well, in that moment, what happened is it was a wound for me and I felt rejected and I started to close myself in. And for years, I never wanted to talk about Jesus. I didn't want anybody to know that I was even a follower of Jesus because of the wound of this situation. And so that was one of the wounds as a child that really affected me. Um, and, and I'll share the, the flip side of that here in a second. The second thing is when I was a teenager, I went to this worship conference and, uh, there was this worship team that was up there that was phenomenal. There was about 1,200 people at this conference. And, and uh, man, God was doing some incredible things there. And some of you guys that are sitting in this room, you were actually at this conference, which is frightening to me. But <laughs> because I'm about to tell you something that happened there. But uh, while I was there, there was people that were dancing on the stage. And God, as a teenager, God was doing a lot in me musically. And he was teaching me my, the, the skills and the instrumentation that, that I was learning and I went up on stage, or I, I, I looked on stage and I saw that there was this open drum. And I was like, ooh, I just want to play that drum. That is the coolest drum ever. I think I could do it. And so I actually turned to Yvette and I was like, Yvette, I just want to go up there and play the drum. And if you ever say anything like that to Miss Yvette, she's going to sit there and go, say, go do it. You know, and so I was like, <laughs> all right. So I walk up there all confident and I'm going to get to play the drum. And all of a sudden the percussionist looks up as I walk on stage and he's like, Here's an egg. You know what I'm like? <laughs> so I'm in front of 1,200 people just completely mortified and embarrassed. And I'm up there shaking an egg, thinking this is the dumbest thing. I'm an idiot. And so for years what happened is that... he's cussing me out under his breath, yeah, I'm sure. Well, <laughs> no. Yeah. Anyway, so what ended up happening is this, uh, the, the hurt and the embarrassment from that caused me to close myself in. And caused me to not ever, like, I didn't ever want to step on stage. I didn't even want to play an instrument. And it was for two years that I battled this. And I was just so embarrassed and so ashamed by this that I never wanted to touch anything. And what happened is, is the fear continued to close in on me as I let it, uh, as I let it consume my life. Until finally, there was something that the Lord did in my heart that just broke open that fear. And I'm walking in the destiny and the calling that God has on my life. Because I had to overcome that fear. Because I had to sit there and say, look, here's the deal. I understand that my friends rejected me as a child. But that's not going to keep me from telling students and teenagers and young adults and adults about who Jesus is now. Because he really has changed my life. And you know what? Even though that was an embarrassing moment as a musician, to stand up there in front of 1,200 people and be given an egg. (laughs) Oh, Lord. The thing is, is had I let that... Had I let that control me, I wouldn't be walking in the destiny and the calling as a worship pastor here at Generations Church. Yes. And so there's a need to cut away the things from the past, the wounds from the past that the enemy puts in there to, to trip you up from walking in your destiny and your calling. Thank you. Yay.
Andrew, I just want to commend you for trusting the Lord to bring you through those times. And today we get to see the fruit of of the gifting of the Lord in your life. Can we give the Lord a hand again? I just want to encourage you that that is relative to every person in here. Each one, if we had time, could come up and share a story of something that you attempted to do. It was noble and wonderful. And like, man, the wind just got knocked out of your sails. Carpet got pulled out underneath your feet. And you're like, not going there again. But you, you did. You overcame and you persevered. And so today we're discussing uh, going forward into a whole new area of courage. Courage. Alan told me I need to do that once, but I just love it so much. I'm sorry. I've got to get it out of my system. All right, that's enough. Seriously, you're looking at an adult body, but inside this adult is a child. You just got to know that. (laughs) But just back to um, cutting away the past, a little word association here. We did C2 for cutting away the past. CO2 is commonly known as what? Calm dioxide. What do we intake into our body? What do we expel from our body? It's very important to continually intake oxygen for every breath that we breathe, which by the the grace of God, we get to do that. But it's also important to not hold your breath. Just try it for a couple of minutes, see what happens. Um, It's important to expel that carbon dioxide, that CO2, because if you don't, it's what? It's going to poison you. It's going to kill you. Yeah, let's just get down to it. So just like... Just like the slaves that were, the Israeli slaves that were delivered from Egypt, they came out of Egypt free. They got a breath of fresh air. They got newness of life. Man, they even saw the Red Sea parted. They got to walk on dry land. They got to see the chariots get wiped out. They were kicking it for God. But then problems started happening and discouragement started happening and they started complaining. And what we realized was that they brought Egypt out with them. They brought that old mentality with them. They weren't renewing their mind with the word of God. At the time, you know, Moses was still in the middle of getting the Ten Commandments. There was a whole lot to read at that time. But they were still processing, processing, seeing the spirit of God move on their behalf, going in a cloud by day, going in fire by night. God was in front and behind, and yet they complained. And they're like, I can't do this. We're going back to Egypt. So I want to encourage you today that as we grow in the Lord, as you receive Christ, walk in him. Go from one step to the next. Baby steps, crawl, walk, get on that bike, go forward. Go on to do mighty exploits for your God. You know what? It's within every one of us to do that. Many of you have, but there's more. Everyone say, there's more. Yeah, I love it. So. As we cut away the past and allow the Lord Jesus Christ to transform our lives one step at a time, this is what he does. He gives us the great exchange so that we can go on to fulfill our commission in this amazing journey, this amazing, exciting journey. He gives us this exchange as we acknowledge these are things that are in our life. He says, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to exchange fear 
for courage. I'm going to exchange anxiety for confidence. I'm going to exchange timidity for bravery. I'm going to exchange procrastination for action. I'm going to exchange negativity for enthusiasm. I'm going to exchange cynicism for optimism. And you can put any other words in there you like. There may have been some great exchanges that have already happened in your life that you could share with us about. That's a whole nother Sunday. But anyway, if any of these particular words are kind of going, you know what, that's something I need to deal with. I still have a tinge of this in my life. There could be this little area I need to work on. I want to encourage you at the end of the service today, I'm going to be calling up the um, ministry team, and I'll give you some instructions at that time. But if any of these areas are speaking to you and you're like, you know what, I need to deal with this so that I can go on to continue carrying on this exciting journey of the Christian life, I want to take care of some of these things today. God will do that exchange for you. Why? Because he told me so. C3, comfort others as you are comforted. 2 Corinthians 1, verse 3 and 4. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now that, all those words sums up with comfort others as you are comforted. So what Andrew experienced and what he shared today He's now able to communicate with young people and share with them, hey, I've been there, done that, but look what God's done for me. He's now able to get up on this platform and play his his arms off, I don't know how he does it, and sing and worship God and encourage others to come into the presence of the Lord. He's able to comfort people in that way. And I want to encourage you, I'm sure most of you already do this. How many of you... Uh, just by the showing of hands, you've experienced something and you've met someone else who's gone through or going through the same thing and you're able to say, man, I've been there, done that. Yeah. That's pretty much most of you. That is amazing. I want to say more, Lord. Look for opportunities in that area. This is a lot of the way that I am every day. Poor Alan, he never knows what he's going to get in the morning because every day is a brand new day. (laughs) It's like... It's an adventure today. What's up? What's going on, God? Let's rock. And in that way, C4, continue to be conscious of people's needs. I don't know about you, but when I wake up in the morning, now this is um, if I'm not depressed, okay? There are times I don't want to get you thinking events miss perfect or whatever. There are times I've got my issues just like anybody else, and I have to work through them just like anybody else. Sometimes it takes a while, sometimes it takes a couple of days, sometimes it takes a couple of hours. But the bottom line is, my heart's desire is to wake up in the morning, 80% of the time this happens, and I'm like, who do you have to minister, who do you want me to minister to today? Who's going to come across my path that I just get to smile at? That I just get to say, hey, great shoes. Hey, I love your haircut. Where'd you get your haircut? You know, or a nice gentleman that looks good. I'll be like, man, you clean up good, you know, and walk on. But do you know, most people don't even get those kind of comments. A lot of people walk through life. They're not even noticed. 
A lot of people are like wallflowers. Hello, anybody out there noticing me? You know what, how, how wonderful it is just to be noticed? Face it, raise your hand. How many of you like to be noticed? So some of you don't? Oh, we got to talk. <laughs> the Lord said that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But we're called to be light and salt. And wherever we go, we're to be like that little glowworm. Glow, little glowworm, glitter, glitter. I don't know the song, whatever. But he said, I don't want you to hide your light under a bushel. I don't want you to hide the giftings that I've put in your life and the things that you've worked through, the difficulties and the pain that you've walked through. I don't want you to hide those things. I want you to use them to give me glory, to say this is where I was. And bless God, this is where I am now. Yeah. So continue to be conscious of people's needs. First Thessalonians 5 verse 14b. This is the last part of verse 14b. Comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and be patient with all. Comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and be patient with all. So you're walking along in your day, just you're at the grocery store or whatever, or you're on your job, um, you're going into some high-profile meeting, and you're very business-like or whatever, but you happen to notice somebody who just looks down or discouraged. And the Lord is dropping a word of encouragement in your heart. Just take an extra minute and deliver the word. Take an extra minute to, to share maybe a part of your story. A couple minutes. If you've never given your testimony before, I want to encourage you to sometime, maybe today or this week, just write it down. It shouldn't be more than a couple minutes long. And I want to encourage you to just practice your testimony and be prepared and be proactive. And take the initiative that when the Lord says, drop this deposit, this nugget into someone's heart, you're ready to go. Bam. Hey, can I just share something with you? Um, I, I know the look on your face right now. I've, I've had that look. And I just want to encourage you that I, I found an answer that maybe could help if you're interested in knowing about it. I have to tell you, over the years of my sharing with different people, which could happen anywhere, in a restroom a lot, um, restaurants a lot, movies, theaters, anywhere I go pretty much a lot. Out of all these years, maybe five times I might have said, Oh, someone might have said, you know what, I'm not interested, or no, I don't want prayer, or you're whack, lady. No. <laughs> no one's ever told me they were whack. I was whack. I would have just shown them what was up. <laughs> then I would have said, Jesus loves you, and walk out, loser. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have thought that. I wouldn't have done it. How many of you think things but you don't say them? Come on, come on, come on. Let's get real. But Ralph, out, out on the golf course, you're, you're swinging and, you know, I bet there's times when you have a word of encouragement with some of the guys you play with. I bet there is. And I bet there are times when you're in those high-powered meetings. 
tell. There are times that you speak a word of encouragement. You know. I want to ask you, just by a show of hands, how many of you in your lifetime have given a word of encouragement to somebody? Thank you, Lord. How many of you in here have seen somebody down and your heart has been to want to help alleviate the pain in some way? You've tried to take care of it with by ministering with a physical need by like giving money to somebody just who's down now i just want to encourage you for those of you like having your ducks in a row and you plan your budget each month ask the lord i may come across somebody in this day and time where times are tough and i could have an extra 10 or an extra 20 to just hand out and that open the door to somebody's heart putting your money where your mouth is Ask the Lord, help me to tell me what I need to set aside so I can give this money away. So it can be a seed offering to someone's heart to invite the Lord Jesus Christ to have access into that person's life. I do that a lot too. Love to make money, love to give it away. It's the coolest thing. It is the great adventure because you never know what you're going to get and you never know what kind of response you're going to get. And just to see someone's face light up and say, What? Why would you do that for me? I just want you to know that God knows where you are. He knows where you live. And he wants to answer the cries of your heart. Okay, I'm interested. Let me hear some more. What you got to say? All right, you want to have coffee sometime? Okay, sure. Let's hang out. Okay, let's do it. Love it. How many of you have done that? Okay, here's an area to stretch. I want to encourage you that it's okay to do that. And I want to tell you this too. Alan and I were discussing this the other day. Some of us were raised a certain way and others of us were raised another way. By the show of hands, how many of you were raised with children were meant to be seen and not heard? There's some... In every, this section right here, nobody. So you were raised to know that you had an opinion? If you were raised to have an opinion and it was okay to have one, raise your hand. So it's kind of half and half. This is very cool. Alan was raised, children were meant to be seen and not heard. I was raised to have an opinion, as you can tell. <laughs> I had two older sisters and my mom and dad, and my dad and my mom would always say, we're raising you in adult company even though I'm still a child in an, in an adult body, and we want to know what you have to say. When I was five years old, well, what do you think about that, Yvette? And I'd think and I'd tell you what I thought. Whether it was right or wrong, I had a thought. And a lot of times, as we grow up as adults, we still have that mindset that no one, for those of you who were raised that you weren't supposed to have an opinion, we still have a mindset that no one wants to hear what you have to say. I'm sorry for that. You, everyone has a right to your opin- an opinion. We don't have a right to like argue and you know debate and try to prove who's right or wrong. But you have a right to an opinion. So today I want to give you permission, those of you who are raised believing that you were meant to be seen and not heard, that today 
you have been released by the Lord to share the word of the Lord, to share your opinion, and to be light and salt to your sphere of influence. So in the name of Jesus, and in the name and the authority of Jesus Christ, I break every word that was spoken over you as a child that would say you were meant to be seen and not heard. I take authority over that mentality, over that mindset that would say, you're not worth listening to. And I break that in the name of Jesus Christ. And I declare the authority of Jesus Christ to flow through each one of you. And the fire of God to be filled in your words in Jesus' name. And that the Spirit of the Lord would lead and guide each one of you. And cause you to live this wonderful Christian life in excitement and filled with courage to know that you're called to do mighty exploits for the Lord. Can you receive that today? Thank you, Lord. C5, cultivate confidence in your calling. I've got confidence. No one's going to let me down. I don't know where that came from. Do any of you remember that song? You do? Do you remember the words? <laughs> Cultivate confidence in your calling. Matthew 10, verse 40 through 42. This is what God says about you. And if you want to be like a real Baptist church today, I want to let this be your memory verse for the week. I, O Methodist, Episcopal, whatever you want to be, full gospel, let this be your memory verse this week. Matthew 10, 40 through 42. This is what God says about you. He who receives you receives me. And he who receives me receives him who sent me. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, shall receive a righteous man's reward. I want to ask you today, those of you who know that you are born again and that you have the righteousness of God living and flowing through you, could you raise your hand if you believe that you're called to be righteous in the Lord? So the Lord calls you forward as a righteous man and woman. And he calls you to release the word of God to those who are in front of you. Now, All you do is release whatever God says. Whether they receive you or not, that's their business. You are sowing a seed. You are watering a seed that's already been planted. Ultimately, God gets the increase. And what's exciting right now is the area that we're in in our church with our alpha going on and the opportunity to declare our faith. There's just a synergy and a a whole new movement that's going on in our church. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? It's alive and it's active. And it's the word of God that's like a two-edged sword that's going forth. And God wants you to pierce your target. He wants you to zone in on that one at work, on that one just in the marketplace, on that one who's poor and, and going through some tough stuff. And God gives you an opportunity to minister to a need, physical need. He wants you to zone in on that and give it as a righteous man, as a righteous woman. If the word prophet there, I said earlier, how many of you have ever encouraged somebody? 
you've ever edified somebody with an encouraging word. And you've ever exhorted somebody, giving them steps of action and saying, you know, if you do this, this will happen. How many of you have ever done that? You prophesied. That's what prophecy is. To edify, encourage, and comfort. So when you're giving those steps out, you are speaking the word of the Lord. You are bringing Jesus into the picture. And just by a simple prayer, just by a simple prayer and saying, can I pray with you about this? Some people find it really hard praying out loud. That's another area I want to stretch you in. I want to give you permission today to pray out loud. To pray the answer to a situation. To declare the word of the Lord in a situation. When you do that, that is God's secret weapon that gives us access between heaven and earth. When you do that, heaven comes down and touches earth. Heaven comes down and touches humanity, which is earth. Heaven comes down and begins to declare, this is what's going to happen if you will commit your way to me. But he waits. He waits for access. He uses human beings just like you and me to declare with courage the answer to people's lives. So I want to stretch you in the area of praying out loud. It can be just a one-sentence prayer. Lord Jesus, would you please come help this this brother or this sister in Jesus' name. What you're doing is giving access to the Spirit of God to come in. Ha ha, let's rock and roll, baby. Let's see what's going to happen. That's exciting. That's living a Christian life. And then when you see that person again, hey, you know that day you prayed for me? You were delivering post, mail to my house. We got some mail people over here. You were delivering mail over to my house, and you, and you gave me a word as you were delivering the mail. That just meant so much to me. And it made a difference. Children, in your school, little kids have issues. They have issues in their homes. Their moms and dads are going through stuff. They need words of encouragement. All you have to do is say a sentence. Can I pray with you? And all you have to do is say, God, please come into this situation and help my friend. Amen. And then the adventure begins. That opens the Lord's doors into a person's life. And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Another Bible verse says, as much as you've done to the least of these, you've done it to me. So I want to release you today. Go forward in expectancy. And in conclusion, C6. Oh, I told you I wasn't going to do that again. C6. 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. We stand from a place of victory, having overcome the issues that we've overcome, allowing those issues to be light and truth into the people that God brings across our path. There is a great adventure. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, 
knowing that your labor is not in vain. It's not in vain. You may get a dull response. You may get a thank you or all right or whatever. Or you may get, oh, my gosh, it's just what I needed today. That's powerful. Thank you for encouraging me. Either way, it is not in vain. You are doing it as unto the Lord. Now, I, I hope that I've encouraged you. I wanted to take some, a couple of minutes to share a couple of testimonies, but I can do that another time. We've got plenty of time to walk this out the rest of our life. How about it? Continuously growing in courage. You take one step. Oh, that wasn't so bad. You take another step. Huh, that's pretty cool. You take another step. Oh, my gosh, I just won my first soul to Christ. Yeah. There lies the great adventure. Baby steps to big steps. What's that movie, Ellen, that you hate? What about Bob? Who loves what about Bob? I love Bob. How many of you hate what about Bob? Alan has, he's telling me time. Alan has such empathy for the, for the doctor. And I think the doctor's a butt. <laughs> but what about Bob takes baby steps to the refrigerator? Baby steps to the car. Baby steps to wherever else he goes. I don't remember. We can do the same. Go out and do mighty exploits. It's not too late. This is the great adventure. It's time to go forward in courage. It's time to rock this house. It's time to see the living God come and move and flow and have his being in this place and in your life. In Jesus' name, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of instruction. The things I put up there earlier, the exchange thing, you know, change fear for courage, anxiety for bravery. If any of those things spoke to your heart today and you would like prayer to see the great exchange begin to take place in your life so that you can have strength to walk it out, I'm going to call the, the, uh, listen carefully, I'm going to call the ministry team up. And as soon as I call them up, as an act of courage, I want you to get up with them. And I want you to meet them down here at the front. And we're going to get together. And it may take just two or three minutes each of praying. You speak the area that I need prayer in this. I need to be released of this so I can go on. And then you let God do the work. All we're going to say is, come Holy Spirit, have your way. Five minutes out, you'll be out of here going to lunch. Everybody stand. Are you ready to take the plunge? Okay, I'd be scared to do that. I'll be honest. (laughs) But metaphorically speaking, or are you ready to take the plunge? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, just raise your hands. I thank you today that we have a a house full of courageous people. We have a house full of dynamos who desire to do more than they've ever done who are not satisfied with, with, with the mundane and the eight to five, but they were hungry for more. And so today, Lord, we take a step and say we're ready to deal with whatever this is that might hold us back so that we can go forward 
In Jesus' name. Okay. Listen carefully. On the count of three, I'm going to ask the, the ministry to come up and line across the front. As they're coming, you come. If you want prayer. The rest of you are dismissed. Be blessed. Go get them, tigers. One, two, three, come. And you can put on some music. Thank you. Thanks for letting me share with you today. God bless you. Thank you.